mitigation and adaptation have to be considered hand in hand. You know, what we're trying to build is a climate resilient net zero future. When we're thinking about resilience, I think we need to be thinking about how the kind of international solidarity to deal with crises like the one that we're seeing in Ukraine, the, the cost of living crisis right now is showing up huge inequalities in, in people's access to energy and, and ability to heat their homes and, and so on. And so we need to bake in into the climate transition policies that are going to recognise and, and respond to those inequalities too. I wouldn't say resilience and adaptation is fully integrated yet, but it's certainly <laughs> the, the door was open. The investors themselves are looking to get returns from their green investment. They're looking for, will the growth opportunities be for the future? How will the global north, to some degree, compensate the global south for emissions? And obviously that leads to all sorts of challenges. And in this new landscape, the costs of these of fossil fuels particularly is rising and consumers are sort of voting with their wallets. We all need to perhaps learn that there are limitations to what we can expect to see on supermarket shelves or how we, sh we should be expecting to live as we start to adapt ourselves to the changing climate. If place A has a flood or a problem, I just buy it from place B. Why not actually invest in, in helping place A? to make themselves resilient and make your supply chain more resilient that way. Reduce your emissions, reduce your resource use and increase your adaptive resilience to dangerous climate change and other important transformations we're going to see this century. We've got to move from kind of analysing and understanding resilience and risk to the solutions part of it, that what actions can you take, what can you do about it? And actually, really crucially, What's the right data? What are the right measurements to be taking to make sure that those actions are improving the situation? Honestly, for years and years and years, we have been putting twice as much material into these buildings as we actually need. And it's time to stop. One thing that we've started doing is, is trying to visually represent the volume of materials per square meter for a building. And it is illuminating, stroke, slightly shocking when you see just how much material is used to create one square meter of a building. I've often said if you know if Usain Bolt was designed by an engineer, he would be absolutely massive. He would have about four legs rather than two because of two, you know, just in case one of the legs didn't work properly. And he would he'd be able to do hundred meters in about, you know, it'd take him about a minute because he'd be so heavy and so sluggish. What needs to be on the agenda at COP27 in terms of adaptation and resilience, it's an acceleration of the finance and more generally the response globally to the challenge. Mm -hmm.